0: yo welcome to episode two of the alex and koku podcast my name is koku asawa aka kenny samoa
1: we got alex lewis and
0: we got a special guest a very special guest today uh one of my good friends uh, you want to introduce yourself?
2: Hey, you know that's right. It's Daniel Higuera. What's up?
0: <laughs> yes. What's good? What's good? Yes. First of all, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on. Um, right. First guest. First how does Yo, it feel?
2: I'm honestly I'm honored. I was like, whoa, you guys are both two of the coolest guys I know. So Ooh, um.
0: I like that. <laughs> if I wish y'all could see it right now, but Daniel's dressed like he about
1: to <laughs> <laughs> he about to open up a taco bell. <laughs>
2: He's taking
1: (laughs) taking orders. I'm about to get a number two. You
2: know what I? You know what I look? I look like the retired sports dad. Who I used to be athletic for sure.
0: You on ESPN? Coach.
2: It's it's game day. My kid has a a game. I just throw on a cap. It's good to go.
0: (laughs) How's how how have y'all been feeling for these past couple weeks? Sheesh. Uh,
1: Hanging in there. I feel like I'm like. I feel like I'm like restless. Mm. And like, need rest <laughs> all at the same time.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely the same way. It's just uh, a lot to take in at once. But sure. yeah, you know, family and friends, positivity mm-hmm. always keeps the ball
1: rolling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Y'all been taking walks, one out. Yo, taking mad walks, going on runs every now and then. Mm hmm. Been uh been trying to been trying to cook,
0: oh, and uh
1: actually got some some Jennies delivered before this episode, no, so stop.
0: no stop. way, stop. Stop. no way. Stop talking right now. You're talking Yo. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking way too crazy.
1: Four, for four new pints in the freezer. Sheesh. So <laughs> it's it's about to get wild after this. My uh my end of episode two celebration snack. Ooh, oh, that's good. That's good. to like that right there. That's a celebration you?
2: feast. You got Jenny's. That's
1: a feast. That's a feast. No, you're right. You right. That's Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Yo, Royal Buffet. All right. So let's
0: get into actually first thing we want to do, a new segment we kind of want to introduce. Segment alert. Segment alert. Segment alert. We're trying to figure out what we all been listening to this past week or um just okay. a, these past couple of days. Nothing new, nothing old. Well, nothing new. It can be old. Just anything you've been listening to. So anybody want to throw out like an artist, a track, just anything? Yo, let's let the guest start. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what have you been listening I to? Mean,
2: honestly, I, it's going to go along with what we, we're going to talk about later today. Definitely always listen Um, Mac Miller. He's like one of my favorites. So throw him on for the daily ritual, you know? Okay. But I've been working out a lot recently. I've been doing insanity. Hey.
0: You know. All right, get insanity. Right, okay. Sean Trying to get T. in shape. Okay, DNA. <laughs> yeah,
2: <Sean T>, <laughs> um <laughs> this one song we always put on is called Hit Boy. It's by I, I don't know, they're like some Spanish rappers, but okay. it's a pretty sick song. Always gets me pumped. Gets you pumped? Get some blood yes. flowing? Yeah.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> oh man. I uh I've been bumping a random assortment of, okay. uh, of tracks. So the new uh, new Drake album has been on rotation, which I know we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, BQE uh, by Code of the Friend featuring Joey Badass and Boss. Ooh, I'm about that to track. listen to Boss and Joey? Yeah. Ooh, I'm about fire. to listen to that. I'm about to listen it's to that. fire. Uh, what else? The... Uh, savage remix which i also know we're going to talk about uh aunt clemens new album is really tight uh happy to be here i don't know how new it is but i think it dropped this year uh and then i've also been i've been bumping some country so mm. okay. uh sam hunt's Southside album is uh oh, it's, wait, it's a you said country, <laughs> yeah, bro. He repping Southside, <laughs> yeah, bro. Sam Hutts a Sam Hutts a real one, bro. He's okay. out here with the uh with the hip hop aesthetics on the on the country tracks, that's what I like. And so, uh, that that album's been tight. I uh got into a little bit of Kenny Chesney, okay. Uh, it was like the perfect, like just chilling outside with a, with a nice cold beverage music, so.
2: Yeah, that's what Ohio is doing to you, huh?
1: Right.
2: I've <laughs> <laughs>
0: been
1: all over. Koku, what you got?
0: Um, so I recently found this artist. I'm not sure who they are, but it's Blended Babies—that's what they go by—and mm-hmm. they have this thing called the Anderson Anderson Pocky P. And it's just like 2015 Anderson Pock stuff, and I've been listening to it. It's like really dope. Some good stuff.
1: That's tight.
0: Um, I've been listening to the, the 1975. I think they dropped a single a couple weeks ago. Yeah, pretty yeah. dope.
2: Oh, I have to check it out.
0: Um, James Blake. I've been listening to that single he dropped, the "The Year Too Precious."
1: Yeah, I need that's to listen song. to that. I got it saved.
0: Um, then of course we're going to talk about that Drake project. We listen to that. I listened to that the Savage remix. I listened to. Um, then Benny sings. He has a song called "Sunday Sunny Afternoon." That's this is nice chill
2: vibe. Ooh. nice man. Yeah, I remember the 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 artist for the Hip Boy song is it's. I remember because it was funny sounding. It's Do Dookie D U
0: K I. Get this, man, and, out here, yo, get this <laughs> man out of here! Get <laughs> this man <laughs> out of here! This man's listening. This man's <laughs> listening to Dookie This
2: man's literally listening to Dookie Yo, it's Dookie and Kia. All right, for everybody who wants to check it out, it's a sick yo. song. Literally man. the energy on that song is through the roof.
0: I'm I'm gonna throw it on <laughs> I, I drive a Dookie Kia, bro.
2: <laughs> bro <laughs> Is it brown?
1: Is it red it's like a brownish gray? Oh <laughs> this man was serious. Yeah, I'm not, no lie. <laughs> oh <really? laughs> No lies. Realist podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Realist podcasts.
0: We're not, we're not holding anything back. This is a true real
2: talk. Real talk.
0: Say, say your license plate number. We gotta let everything out. <laughs> What's your social Don't security number? Social security. <laughs> <laughs> What's your address? Let it all out. Yo, put it in the description. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the first thing we want to talk about is um, recently Mac Miller, or oh, his album, his was this his debut mixtape actually. Uh,
1: it was like, I think it was like his. First, like mainstream mixtape that, that got him on the scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Kids uh, kicking
0: and kicking incredible dope shit. Just like got released on Spotify, and yo, and Apple Music, and Apple Music. Show some love, show some love. I'm a Spotify purist, so like I, I hear. <laughs> I'm I don't even eat apples anymore. To be honest, I can't. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, that that mixtape got uploaded. to... All the streaming services you probably can find it on any one of them, and we kind of want to talk about that how that affected us because we were all pretty young when that came out, probably like in our 16 17 year years old of age. So, sure. kind of want to talk about that. Other um, Caucasian rappers, yes, and like you know, other songs <laughs> that are releasing. So, how, how do you guys feel about how did you guys did you guys listen to kids when it first dropped?
1: No, not when it first dropped. Not when it not when it first dropped, but I uh I probably downloaded it not too long after yeah. it dropped. And I was that was like back when I was like writing my own raps. And mm, so like no. every I used to see Mac Miller's name pop up on like all the different instrumental sites. Yeah. Like it'd be like Good evening instrumental mm-hmm. or like Nike's on my feet mm-hmm. instrumental. <laughs> and I was like yo, what, who is this Mag Miller dude? So I finally went and like checked out kids and was just super, super blown away. Like at that point, I hadn't heard anybody who was like flowing like he was, the kinds of beats that he was using. Uh, And especially for like this white dude to just (laughs) be rapping over these like incredibly soulful, like boom bap beats uh, was was super dope. What about you, Dan?
2: Yeah, man, I'll be honest with you. When Mac Miller first came out of the scene, I was in, I think, like, uh, maybe a sophomore in high school uh, or a freshman, I can't remember. But I remember hearing a song, and I'm like... (laughs) I I just didn't like it. It didn't vibe with me. But, you know, I was young. I was probably listening to, like, a bunch of mariachi songs. So different different vibe back then. Um, But definitely... I'm a huge Mac Miller fan now, so I went back to, again, to listen to it. It's, he's got bars, man, got bars. bars. Even yeah. back
0: then, because he was around probably 17, 18, around that yeah. time. Yeah. So he he showed a lot of skill. Um. So what was your, because same thing with me. I didn't listen to kids when it first came out. I was a little late to the Mac train. What was your first introduction to Mac? For me? Yeah, for both um, of you guys
2: like my first uh like real introduction is you guys know like N- NPR uh Tiny Desk
1: right yeah yeah
2: so when he when he jumped on that i was like dang this guy is like something else
0: yeah 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 the and one like think, in 2018
2: yeah the most recent one before okay. uh he passed um and i was like whoa especially hearing all the instrumentals live and all the strings mm-hmm. um mm-hmm just seeing how it all harmonized I'm like wow this guy's a real genius and then I was like gotta dive into his work and yeah that's when it like clicked for me
1: yeah yeah kids was kids was my introduction uh and I got I got into him like pretty hard after uh, I listened to kids uh, and I remember when Best Day Ever dropped, and I was super excited about that, and then when Blue Slide Park dropped, I wasn't, I just didn't really, like, I don't know, it didn't vibe as much with me, uh, but I did get to see, like, one of my favorite concert moments ever was seeing Mac Miller in Charlotte, North Carolina, in, like, a it was like a pretty, pretty intimate venue, and it was right after "Best Day Ever" dropped, mm. and it was just super dope. Like to hear, uh, he has a song "Donald Trump," which like mm. now, <laughs> like, is it, is it, uh, is it? Yo, it was, it was kind of like a premonition. He's like, "What I took right, over the world in a way, in a way, He was <laughs> oh, <shit>. warning us. <laughs> but it was like, it was like. uh, just to hear that live, to hear like all these songs that I had gotten super into to like hear all of them. Cause he was still like going through stuff from kids for sure, uh, and like, you know, like still getting, uh, still getting those out during concerts. And so, uh, so it's really cool now to be able to just have that memory uh, because he's not here with us just mm-hmm. to be like, damn, like I got to for real see Mac Miller like in the, yeah. in the few years that he was here on this earth. On on yeah. uh, in his
0: early stages at that, yeah.
1: right,
0: right. Because that's like the same thing with me. Um, I got to Mac Miller. I think I best day ever. I, I kept on seeing that pop up on blogs and stuff. I was like, oh, what is this? What is this? So we skipped over it. Then one day I finally listened to it. I was like, oh, this is cool. But as I got to the last track, because the first track is called Best Day Ever, but then yeah. the last track is like a rendition of the song, like same same um verse, just different instrumental, right. And, that, and that's an instrumental. That's the same song that's on the YouTube video that he has that came out like 2015. And when I heard that beat, and then I started listening to the lyrics, like, "Wow, this <laughs> this is amazing." This this it filled me with like so much like determination and like yeah. ambition. Like this yeah. this white dude who, I mean, a lot of white rappers don't really find their lane when it yeah. comes to like hip hop. And when they do, they always choose like a gimmick or something. But with mm. Mac, he just rap like yeah like, no no like constraints he just rapped about what he liked and what he what he did
1: right and i felt like it was yeah. i mean different from other like you said like other white rappers that mm-hmm. i had listened to like my introduction to like hip-hop and rap that i would like listen to and got really into was eminem uh-huh. and uh i remember i was at a friend's house in elementary school and he had a, uh, he had the Eminem show album, and uh, he played he played cleaning out my closet for me, <laughs> and I was just I don't know what it was like, but I was just blown away. That's deep for uh, an elementary school. Right,
0: listen look, to this, bro. Right, I listen to this. Is so that you want to hear real
1: hip-hop?
2: <laughs> Yo, that's a deep song, man. Yo,
1: I look back, and I'm like, why was this kid listening to Eminem? <laughs> Who bought you this? Right. Put on some, I don't know, <laughs> backyardigans some- or, yeah.
0: <laughs> <But>, or something. Cody Simpson or something.
1: Right. But he plays me cleaning out my closet, and I'll never forget just, like, that intro, like, when that, uh, when that guitar strum comes in, the mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's crazy!" And how like uh, when Eminem's just like talking over the track, he's like, "Yo, I need, I need more snare, I need more snare on my headset." I was just like, "Yo, what is about to happen?" And he just spits these bars; they're like pretty dark. <laughs> and uh, just as a kid, like for whatever reason, they stuck with me, and I had never heard an artist like him uh Mm -hmm. at that point and so uh from there like eminem was kind of my go-to so it's funny to me that like Uh, my introduction to rap was somebody who wasn't necessarily like your typical rapper mm -hmm. at that point and you know to see like eminem has such a different style and approach to rap than mac miller i feel like but i feel like they're also Uh, both respected uh, at a very high level, uh, even in how they approached the music in just two different ways. For sure.
0: and I I like how you say that because the the most famous white rapper, at least that I think before Eminem was Vanilla Ice. And he was kind of like infamous (laughs) at that point. And he didn't have respect at all because everyone knew like this was like a fabricated persona he's putting on. Right, like this wasn't right, real. Right. Like he made relatively good music. Well, I mean, it was it was a good song, it was a sketchy song. If like Ice Ice Baby comes on, you're not gonna like stand in the corner and be mad. You're gonna nah, have fun. Everybody knows it. Everyone knows it. So he made he made music. He made good music, not good music. He made enjoyable music. <laughs> but enjoyable, it was no res- yeah. there was no respect towards that. And I mean, there's like other rappers. I know, like in the '90s,
1: early Beastie '90s, Boys.
0: BC Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Homie named Milkbone, who made like some dope music too. Shout, shout out Milkbone! But they're like they're like under, like not underground, but like they didn't get <laughs> no. But
1: like, <laughs> look, <laughs> look <laughs> Milkbone, you know that. My know listener, do the dog treats over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. Have you ever heard the uh, the Big L and Jay Z Hot ninety seven freestyle? It was a, it was a dope freestyle. Some of the coolest you bars yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you'll ever
0: hear, but. The, the instrumental is like Dun, 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 dun It's like a classic Cypher instrumental Like that was his beat initially And
1: like Okay There's a
0: lot of rappers okay. back then who Like you said, Beastie Boys, smokebone And probably like a slew of other white rappers who were dope But kind of still fell into that pocket of either a gimmick Like, oh, I'm white and I can rap mm. Listen to me Or they try to act like they weren't white Like, oh, I'm white, but I'm not white, white. So listen to me. (laughs) So it was kind of of hard to listen to him. And like people like Eminem and even though Eminem talks about being white, that wasn't like his, he didn't talk about being white. He talked about (laughs) like growing up as a white guy. (laughs) Right. But he didn't like, like explicitly like use his skin color as like- Like he didn't, yeah, he didn't lean on it. He didn't lean on it. Yeah. Then Mac Miller, same thing. Like he- Talked about growing up white, but not like leaning on his schedule. Yeah. Or, like what he did as a white kid: smoke weed and skate and right. bada bing, bada boom. And yeah. like after that point, we've got so many other white artists who I feel like are, you know, breaking the boundary of white, <laughs> <laughs> breaking the the glass ceiling of white rappers. For other white rappers are there? Are there? What I was trying to say is, what other white rappers you think are 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 hot? You think? You feel like it should have a place.
2: Um, I, think I heard
0: cricket. <laughs> <laughs> personally, personally, I think the savior of hip hop was
1: Macklemore. When um, <laughs> it's like nah. We, we we're gonna have to talk about Macklemore, and I'm a, I'm a actually say like there was a lot of like early, early Macklemore stuff, even uh. Even that album, the Heist, mm-hmm. That
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. beat out Kendrick. Oh, like, word! Did just, it? In the Grammys, yeah, yeah. No, I've,
2: I don't. I didn't pay attention back then. It,
1: it beat out. Was it Good Kid, Mad City? Right. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and that album I is like that, bro. it shouldn't have been Good Kid, Mad City. You mm-hmm. <laughs> <We> know that, <laughs> but that album was good. And like, as a Just as a hip hop fan, like there's a lot of of Macklemore's music that I'm like, yo, this is actually it's pretty tight. Yeah, it has its place, right? I I remember Um,
0: seeing him on the freshman list when he first started getting buzz, and like he had a couple songs out that I could find, and he had this one song I think about him buying Jordans and like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. wings, wings. I was like, okay, this is cool. This guy has some type of. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's tight.
1: Yeah, he's tight.
2: Dig that. I, Macklemore, when I was going to like my big spiritual phase and like trying to find myself spiritually, there was this one song of his um, that I was vibing with. It was called uh, Vipassana or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was about this Buddhist retreat he went to. That was fire.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. Uh, action Bronson. Action Bronson. Oh yeah, I had him on my list one. too. <laughs> you know what's so Action. funny?
0: How much he sounds like Ghostface, like is it carbon <laughs> copy. <laughs> but Action Bronson,
1: I just like his just off the wall kind of dude. Obscure everything, everything he does. Like I freaking love his uh his show on Vice Land. Mm-hmm. Like he just he, he just books. He just does. He looks like somebody that I would love to like hang out with for a day. He looks like he smells
0: like onion, so constantly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I know what you mean like you want to
0: hang out with him, but I wouldn't like, oh I got I gotta take, no, a, that's I got to take that's, a that's why I said a day.
1: <laughs> you can't, go, you can't go past that bro.
2: I was about to say he looks like uh <laughs> never
1: mind what she's saying. But... Flavorless man for no reason <laughs> he didn't ask for this
2: he can take the action though it's in his name. Yeah,
1: the action. that's true that's true you're right you right uh white rappers notable uh justin bieber's verse on a uh, maria i'm drunk <laughs> uh, travis scott is <laughs> incredible
0: i've only ever heard that song once because it was like never on stream it was never on streaming for yeah, the longest yeah. time until like recently You remember he he was rapping on a he rapped over the Otis beat. Oh yeah, like on like on Big Boy's station. Big Boy's station. Was it good? (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was written, so it was gonna be good. But it's like, yeah, it was pitched as a freestyle.
2: This white guy who's a really good freestyler, Harry Mack. um, I don't know if he's ever made any like uh, studio stuff, but Mm. sick freestyler.
0: I think I saw him like on like L.A. Leakers or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I know that's he was okay. like freestyling "Joy Badass" one time. Yeah, that's sick. the one. He was sick. He was sick. Um, who else is there? Um, Yellow Wolf. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yellow Wolfie. Yeah, I think it's better than that one train. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was on one train. That was one train. He's got a crazy verse on one train.
0: Crazy verse on one train. And Yellow Wolf got
1: a shoot. There's this mixtape of his that I used to listen to a lot. Mm. It was, gosh, let me see if I can find it.
0: You, you remember like when MGK and Yellow Wolf are beefing because they're like, no, I'm gonna be the white rapper. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm no. gonna be the white rapper. Like, no, I'm shout gonna be the out, do white rapper. Shout out to MGK, bro. Notable, notable Ohioan. Notable Ohio <laughs> Ohioan. He's acting now. He's definitely diversifying.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yellow Wolf had a uh, trunk music. Ooh. With the uh, there was this song on there. Daddy's Lambo, and then there was a "Don't make me go pop the trunk." Oh <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> He yeah. was coming through, bro. He was coming through. Yo,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of Yellow Wolf. <laughs>
1: I, I actually am, bro. I feel like he's like. No, I mean he's he seems like in that. the sticks, man.
2: Yeah, he could have killed somebody, bro. He might have. You don't put
0: Wolf
1: in your name if you're not about it. (laughs) You don't just throw it around. Big facts.
0: Um, Oh, I got a funny story about Mac Miller, though. Um, Around that same time, uh, like Best Day Ever and Blue Blue Sly Park. Yeah. I think I was like probably sophomore, senior year of high school. And I was on the bus. I was listening to my music, headphones in. One foot, one headphone in, one headphone out. And it's dude next to me. He was like, Oh, I just got this iPod. It's like, oh, like you just bought it? It's like, no, nah, I just stole this from this dude. And I'm like, I'm like, listen. <laughs> like, yeah, like when I took it, he's like, oh yeah, this nigga had like a bunch of bunch of Mac Miller on it. So I, I definitely stole after I saw that. I look at my phone. <laughs> I had a bunch of Mac Miller on it. I started deleting it. So I do like, no Yo. I was just so impressed. Like, like he really stole because this man was listening back, man. That's
2: not fair. Yo, that kid would have stole for
0: any
1: reason. Oh, but
0: anyway, <laughs> it could have been all Lil Wade, all
1: Jay Z. He still would have stolen it. <laughs> it's like, yo, I saw he had some Jason Mraz. <laughs> Let me snag this right quick. I was so terrified. I,
0: I was afraid of letting people know what I listened to at that point because, like, they cannot see this. They cannot <laughs> so see me listen to. um. Fucking Donald Trump and <laughs> Senior Skid Day and
1: stuff. <laughs> yes. Do y'all have a favorite uh favorite track from kids? Oh
2: man. I have like three, dude. Ooh. I think um Kool-Aid, Frozen Pizza, yeah. definitely fire. Yeah. Um Traffic in the Sky and Poppy. Oh yeah.
0: I, th- I think my favorite track is probably Kool-Aid, Frozen Pizza
2: relatable yeah. right relatable so dope
0: and i
1: like the was. video too it was they mine is the spins mm.
2: <laughs> yeah the bumps it's so groovy dude that whole album is just the samples were so diverse
1: mm-hmm. yeah um,
2: especially for that time like to be experimenting with these different beats like he took from different genres
1: i mean he used um, fireflies but, by yeah, Oof. who is that al city right who was yeah, that? yeah. yo Crazy, <laughs> crazy. But yeah, shall, I, I, uh, shall we jump over? Yeah, we
0: can talk about some more recent recent releases. It seems like <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> let's
1: let's hit that. Let's talk that Savage remix real quick because I feel like the mm-hmm. I feel like the Drake album conversation is gonna be
0: <laughs> might be a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be something. <laughs> 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 that Savage remix, I liked it a lot. I, I'm I'm surprised for some reason I didn't expect it coming or expecting like a Beyonce making a Stallion track because they're both from Texas, like right. That's a that's a given.
2: Yeah, honestly, I didn't even know about that until you guys told me, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so I had yo. to give it a quick listen. Give it, and a, I thought it was fire, yo.
1: Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I. Like most things, I, I saw it happen like on un, unroll on Twitter and people were just hype. And uh, I kept like seeing all these tweets about like, Oh my gosh, like Beyonce dropped three verses, da mm-hmm. da da I was like, Yo, I gotta check this. This is it. This is an occurrence. A a monumental. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Three verses from Beyonce on a single. Like, yo. She had some hard lines. Yeah. Had some bars. You know what line (laughs) (laughs) the
0: thirstiness came out of me.
1: (laughs) Say it.
0: And she was like, uh, it's demon time. I might just make an OnlyFans. I was like, I got
2: his credit, credit.
0: credit card out. I got my credit card out.
1: Set up an account. I was like, oh, really? So I was like, huh. What's my credit score?
0: <laughs>
1: like, I don't need Netflix anymore. I can subscribe to this.
0: <laughs> I can subscribe.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yo, she like, when she came through with the uh, hips TikTok when I dance, I was Ooh, like, dude. yo. Clever line. Somebody tweeted, I think it was a joke, but they were essentially alluding to Jay Z writing the verse for her. (laughs) What do y'all think?
0: Uh, (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. She she,
1: she probably, she definitely has some people
0: assisting in her raps. But to hear Jay Z write hips tip talking (laughs) while I dance, (laughs) it's a funny visual. Or, I love the visual
2: Or what if that's always how Beyonce writes And people are like holding her back And then they're finally like Alright you got this one Take it I,
1: Yeah true that, that may be the thing Cause like we. But sing, I, I kind of want to see like Jay-Z in the booth Be like Left cheek right treat
0: <laughs> Drop it low and then
1: swing." <laughs>
0: you think You think a reference track would drop of
1: Jay Yeah <laughs> Okay <laughs> Words is hard. Come on. <laughs> Left cheek, right cheek.
0: Absolutely hilarious. Really? I would love to see that. I would pay good money for that. I'll pay an OnlyFans account to see Jay Z rap Beyonce versus.
1: Yo. I I was just like, damn, like Megan really just gave over custody of this track to Beyonce. Mm, true. it Was just like, yo, you know what? Have your way, Queen. Have your way. Which Dude, is I don't need this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who
2: wouldn't want Beyonce to touch her music, man? Honestly, like, she right. Turns everything to gold.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I saw somebody. Uh, I saw somebody post something about like Megan made a mistake, like getting Beyonce on the track, because <laughs> uh, like this song that was hers is now like has Beyonce on it, like more than her. And I'm like, it's just a terrible take.
0: Yeah.
2: Horrible. Yeah, yeah first of all, it's, it's a mean, remix, right? The is right, still exactly. alive. This song it's it's by there.
1: itself went viral. Right. And you know exactly you know exactly what you're getting when you put Beyonce on the track. sure, <laughs> like, yo, she is going to take over anything that she could breathe and it breaks the internet. So like <laughs>
2: the, the fact that Coco would pay. I know that was
1: <laughs> like I said.
0: Credit card out and ready. <laughs> <laughs> Amex ready to go.
1: Oh, man. But I was like, that's just a silly... silly. It feels like a, a silly way to think about that song or to think about, like, the Say So remix. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, you... These are the kinds of people you want on a remix. You For want sure. Beyonce. You want Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And it's so. like
0: it's like these two worlds collab, like these... because. Um, Doja Cat and Megan they're like kind of the new wave of these um, women artists coming out and like making a name for themselves so having that like confirmation from these already established acts it's like it's cool to see as a listener huge it's like the baton
1: being passed exactly
0: it's great to see so so I'm waiting for like a a Cardi B and uh (laughs)
1: And who, who who else we did? cardi B and Lord Hill. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hill. Yo, I'm trying to uh, they're talking about uh Rihanna and Rico nasty. That'd be oh, interesting.
2: That'd be cool. That'd be
1: interesting. Yo, that'd be hella great. interesting. You get Cardi B and Jojo. Like you, <laughs> JoJo just put out an album, bro.
0: <laughs> she's been putting out, she's been dropping like she a, a low key underground artist, an like,
1: underground <laughs> rapper, like facts. the way she be dropping. Facts. Yeah, bro. She just dropped a, she just dropped an album. Got got Tory Lanez on it. Oh, oh snap! What? Yeah, she's you, out you know here. you know how people say like MF Doom's like your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, JoJo's yeah. your favorite singer's favorite singer. Like she's oh. like the underground like titan. Yeah, big facts. I just I'll never forget the uh, the JoJo MTV Cribs. She was like hella young And they just Ooh. like They rolled in To her crib She's like living with their parents Like It was like It was like Looked like my house so I was like oh, this, this is really? cool She lives down the street <laughs> This is cool She has a modest two bedroom She, she lives at 2922 two.
0: Cherry <laughs> Grove Street It's just Cherry like
1: <laughs>
0: This
1: is so good
0: That's funny But yeah I I, I like the um, Savage remix a lot. It was a great song. Definitely a great time to drop it too, because you sure. know everyone was going to listen to it. Well, except Yo. Daniel. Majority. <laughs> 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 so, you know, the,
2: the cool thing is they're giving the proceeds um, to the the COVID nineteen uh, relief in, oh. in Texas.
0: Yeah, oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yo, benevolent. <laughs> So so my, in B. So what you're saying is my only
1: fans is going to a good cause, it's not, <laughs> it's not just okay. I mean, oh, lusting for the Lord, you know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that.
1: <laughs> oh man, but I yeah. I mean, it's it's the song is. I feel like an early early contender for song in the summer, and like. Mm-hmm. We're not. I feel like we're not even close. Not <laughs> to even close. The summer. <laughs> not. Even, <laughs> but,
0: no, I mean, we kind of we're stepping in. We I'm we we pulling up on a summer. I mean, we'll hear D-
1: dipping our toes. We'll hear from people's yeah. houses for sure. For sure, it'll be like a whole new like instead of like hearing songs coming from people's cars. <laughs> it'll be coming from people's bedrooms, gonna <laughs> be great. I can't wait. Windows quarantine up. Quarantine That's quarantine summer. Quarantine summer.
2: I like there's that, no I like more that. ride around songs. You gotta get your quarantine songs, bro. <laughs> Yo,
1: <laughs> you can hear on your nice, your nice walk. Nice <laughs> daily stroll through the neighborhood.
2: You, you gotta ahead. pull up to your windowsill, pull up the window, <laughs> let
1: pull the breeze the
0: in. <laughs> start bumping it. Jeez. all right, so wash, wash your hands
2: for 40 seconds, please. <laughs> Coco, have you not been washing your
1: hands? What? what was that
0: yo yo, google just started talking oh my girlfriend google (laughs) 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 I, i i have the google home let
2: me get her OnlyFans, bro.
0: Shut <laughs> <laughs> out, shut out, that's my girl. Shout out, yo. No, I, I'm not sure if like my something connected to it or what, but that was scary.
2: That's, that's cre- creepy, man. It's because we were about bro. to, because we were about to talk about probably what we shouldn't be talking about.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, no. No, <laughs> no, she was like, like, "Don't talk about Drake." <laughs> okay, now nah, let's
0: get into this. Let's get into this Drake. Mixtape, demo tape, EP, project, whatever he's calling it. So,
1: did you you all listen to it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Listen to it twice. Listen through it twice the night it dropped. The Maybe that's what dropped. I gotta do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's 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 just talk about it. Just a general, the general, um, the general tape because it was a a a, comp- a compilation of. Loose tracks that have been floating around the internet. Some yeah. of them that weren't complete. Some of them he released himself. So it's kind of like that care package he did um, last year, where he just put all these tracks together, let the fans have what they want in a convenient place. Do you, do you guys like that idea of just these looseies being put together on
1: streaming services? I thought it was tight. Like mm-hmm. I, th- I think the. Uh just in terms, like, Care Package specifically was really cool, just because I felt like there are all these, like, Drake singles that, I don't know, I feel like Drake, like, he puts out magic, like, Mm -hmm. between albums a lot of times, like, sometimes, you know, you may have a different, you may have a, a different approach or, like, reaction to the albums he puts out, but, like, usually the singles are always just, like, crazy and i was always wondering like dang i'll never find like dreams money can buy again mm-hmm. or i gotta go search for it on youtube or whatever so, so always like a like, weird soundcloud account that's like, right has it. right <laughs> so to have it like mixed mastered like put out on uh you know put out on streaming services is like it's really tight mm-hmm.
0: what about you? do you like the idea like if you yeah if like another artist were to put out like these these um tracks that you like that it was hard to find. Was that something is that something you like to see more often artists do?
2: Dude, I would love to see that. Especially if they have like a a project coming up like Drake's got something in the summer mm-hmm. coming. You know, why not just if you have stuff that you're not gonna, you know, do anything with just throw it out. Yeah people might like it, you know?
1: Just something to to a little appetizer for the main dish. Right, right. I feel like it's also easier to do in the streaming area. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like coming up, like, I can't imagine Kanye putting out, like, <clears throat> a physical version of, you know, all these random tracks that never <laughs> made it onto graduation. Like, one, like, you just have to deal with all the, like,
0: logistics
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so now that we're in like the you know in this time where like you can find anything and you can be able to download whatever whenever and like artists are also being able to get paid off of that it's like i'm, I'm surprised that artists aren't doing more yeah. of it um because it, it definitely seems like a cool way to just like If anything, even just from a financial angle, like, if you know people are going to listen and, you know, you've got, like, a dedicated fan base just to be able to put stuff out and to get them, you know, to get those tracks somewhere where they're easily findable. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, it came at a good time. I feel like a lot of people right now are sitting at home board. So, why not just, you have some music, people just want to be entertained, just drop it, you know? Yeah which i think that's that kind of i think drake is pretty smart in the way that he like plays his releases and just the way he makes uh or goes about like the whole process of of music
0: mm-hmm. it's re- it's very calculated like he he knows when to put out certain songs that will hit that vibe and bring that memories cuz if you talk about like 2016 summer you think of his summer 16 song yeah, if you think yeah, about yeah. like um even like a little bit before that you think about, think about back to back you think about like 2017 2018 you think about um Hotline Bling like he makes songs for certain moments of your life and right. he knows how to do that perfect like it's calculated
1: it's right that's it
0: down to a a T and
1: the people the way people engage with Drake's music i feel like it's it's a it's a cultural moment whenever he puts right. out anything and mm-hmm. you know there are few artists that have that ability um and ha are able to have that kind of impact on people to so where like I mean I remember when like Scorpion dropped and like Twitter was ablaze with mm-hmm. just like people like all listening to it, like trying to get their reactions off to the album, like mm-hmm. having conversations around it. And you know when the like when the hotline bling video dropped mm-hmm. and there were all the memes around it and <laughs> uh you know everybody like pulling different clips from it yeah creating content from that it was it like similarly with uh dark lane demo tapes like i saw a drop uh just because i was like i was scrolling through twitter saw that drake was about to drake was about to release something and so when it came out on, on midnight, I was like, I'll listen to this in the morning, but I couldn't bring myself to like, not really? listen to it that night. You're up night shaking. I was like, damn, it's late. I should go to bed. But I was like, no. Like, that Drake is calling. <laughs> that Drake is calling, but also just like, I love the, like, I love those first reactions and like conversations ah, gotcha. that, uh, that happened around the album because it's just like when else like I, I feel like it was similar to like the last dance uh michael jordan documentary going on mm-hmm. right now where it's like everybody is watching that one thing at one time and like you're able to you're able to just like talk about things without needing to like provide any sort of context True. just because everybody they know else knows what's going on which i think is like a cool thing whenever like a drake drops or beyonce or mm-hmm. kendrick or something yeah. like that where it's just like everybody is tuned in it's like a can't miss moment
2: dang that's a super special way of looking at pop culture man i didn't sure. think about it
0: like that for sure well, but i'm going to go ahead i'm going to go ahead and break this moment cuz this album was not good <laughs> stop so this this that album this demo tape whatever you want to call it to me, not to me, I'm gonna say this to everyone. This should not, we should not allow Drake to keep putting out work, works like this. Even if these are throwaway tracks, even if these are just songs he made in the past couple months. This is some of the most boring stuff I've heard from him. And I listened to all of you, I listened to all of Scorpion, that hour and some change album. I thought that was boring you might thought i like drake with this little with this, this 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 pre-discussion about this project i do not like drake but i i respect a lot of the music he makes and i'm gonna <laughs> listen to it i'm gonna i'm gonna take my time as i do with any artists come from a just blank canvas before i listen to this project no preconceived notions i went into this project thinking okay let's see what Drake is going to bring i go on with high hopes this man brought the most boring piece of work I've heard it in a couple of years, man. I'm gonna be honest. This wasn't this wasn't wow. this wasn't good <laughs> wow. to me. This was not good Dang. to me. Dang,
2: in a couple of years from in everybody? From this everyone? man is
0: hating. <laughs> oh my god. Like, Alex is hurt. Oh I hope you get hurt. I hope you get hurt. Because if he is. it's let me let me hear your opinions
1: on the project. No, hold up. <laughs> what do you want to like? What's your ideal Drake project? Like, what do you want from him? I want more effort. <laughs> okay, so
0: when listening to this project, there were some tracks I liked. Um, I like the Chicago freestyle.
1: Great. Song. I like
0: yeah. I like um, the track of Cardi. I like, <laughs> I mean, I know two C side people hate two side, it's a catchy song, so like, like I'd be in my room, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a catchy song <laughs> that definitely might get more plays. Those are the three songs that probably get more plays from me. I, um, and you said, What do I want from a Drake project? I think I just want something different than what he's been doing for the past couple of projects because he's following the same path like we said earlier he's like he knows what to do it's a calculated it's a calculated move every time he drops something but it's so it's getting predictable at this point it's starting to sound the same there's no evolution in a lot of these projects if you go to his other contemporaries from like kendrick you see how many times he's morphed throughout anything he's done even on untitled unmastered which is essentially the same thing um, you can see that through J. Cole, how much he's morphed from um, Four Seals to to um, um, K.O.D. You can see that with even Big Sean, how he's like more from like a corny rapper to a less corny rapper. So <laughs> you see like these artists <laughs> changing and developing and refining their sounds and giving us something that we can we can we can we can, we can grow with. Like as they grow, we grow with it. It's been the same thing from Drake for the past couple years. And yeah. the more he does it, the, the I feel like the less effort he's putting into it because he knows it's going to be a hit regardless.
2: Uh, I guess I kind of feel similarly. Um, going back to, like, Mac Miller, the reason why I liked him so much or still liked him is I just felt like he was honest. Like, this is him. This is his style. Like, regardless of how much fame or, or clout it will bring, like that's what he's going to put out because he genuinely feels like this music is, is what he's about. And I think Drake is so like smart. He knows what people want to hear and he like makes that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like, it, I don't want to say like, it, it, I guess it's hard for me to like really extract his voice from everything. Or is it just like, it's kind of nice that he's just giving this to the people that like, okay, this is what you want to hear, here you go. For sure. But at what point do you, you know, sacrifice your identity as an artist, you know? I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I just not feeling it. No, I I hear y'all. And I think it's, they're good critiques. Uh, My my perspective is one i recently heard uh on a podcast that i was listening to uh hanif Abdurraqib talking about mm. drake they're talking about the uh him and a number of other music critics were talking about um the more life drake's mixtape mm. uh and our playlist that one was a playlist this one's a mixtape oh, oh god <laughs> this was a demo tape <laughs> and uh but one of the things that he said that stood out to me was like I don't need to believe Drake like
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a listener like I don't need to believe that Drake is a tough guy or whatever or that he's like anything more than what he is uh which is the way that I feel like I approach Drake's music. Like I don't need Drake to be Kendrick. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need Drake to, you know, give me, uh, give me bars that I need to go to genius and like look at every line (laughs) to be able to understand. Uh, Like, I don't, You gotta get a Bible and a dictionary. (laughs) Like, Like, I I don't need Cole Kushner dissecting. (laughs) Like, when I when I listen to Drake, like, I want exactly what he's gonna give me. Like, Mm -hmm. I want the Instagram captions. (laughs) I want want kind of the like just the corniness of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to like yell every line. Yeah, and like be able to like ride around with Elizabeth, and us just be able to like rap back and forth, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and like you know I want the I want the sing songiness of it. Uh, I want the reminiscing where it's For just sure. like Drake in a lonely cheesecake factory, just like you know spilling his heart to the waitress. Like I, I want all of that. Like I don't need as a listener and as a fan. Like, I don't necessarily feel like I need Drake to go beyond that. It's almost like, uh, I was talking to my little brother just about like, he was like, yo rank your, uh, rank your favorite Drake albums from like best to worst. And, uh, I think for both of us, we had like, take care as Drake's best album. Um, and then what do we have? It was like, if you're reading this and then nothing was the same, like Mm -hmm. those were like our, uh, our top three. And I feel like with both of those or all three of those albums, they are kind of just like, those are like peak Drake moments for me. And, uh, I feel like take care is very much like the emotional, like reminiscing, just like it's it's classic like drake will never i can't see him exceeding that (laughs) at any point like in terms of if you're reading this like those are the ultimate like drake like yell every bar yeah uh, like album like that one is just ultimate like i'm getting ready to do whatever and like i want that album on for sure for sure and like nothing was the same it's just like just just classics like Every, I feel like each of those songs, like it's such a hybrid. And so the fact that he's able to, I think just like, he, he has found what works for him and is able to continue to play within those different playgrounds and, you know, morph some of those sounds together at some points mm-hmm. and continue, like the fact that Thank Me Later came out at like the top of the decade Mm-hmm. And we're now here in 2020, and like still talking about him. Yeah. And not just like still talking about him, but the fact that anything that he drops becomes this like cultural. Like you can remember, like yeah. oh, like I can look. We'll probably be marking memories by like, oh yeah, that like that happened right around the time that Drake dropped Dark Lane demo tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, to me, like. That is, I think like his cultural, uh, his cultural presence is incredible. The fact that like he is still able to just put out these incredible, you know, calm rap songs, call them pop songs, whatever. Like the fact that they still continue to make people pay attention. Uh, and just for me as a music fan, continue to be just like the kinds of sounds and songs that I want to hear. Uh, is to me like it? it it's super impactful. So, Dark Lane demo tapes, like, it's not my favorite Drake project, but I think it's one of his shortest, and it's a, a solid set of loose tracks that, uh, you know, I'm definitely gonna be listening to, mm-hmm. uh, for a significant period of time. I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, I think I can agree with you. Like definitely when I listen to Drake is because I want to listen like Drake, like that type of uh, music. But like, I guess putting them all together, all those uh, Lucy's into one, I mean, you're presenting them together. Like they have some sort of relationship, Mm -hmm. but like, as I listen to the album, it just, it's harder to listen to because it it almost like starts to blend in. So Mm -hmm. I think on like the individual songs levels, definitely. Like I vibe with, I can vibe to any of them. They're pretty fire, but like to listen back to back to all of them. I don't know how you did it twice, bro. Like,
1: <laughs> dude, all you got to do, I just had, had the, had the airpods in.
0: He, he fell asleep. On, that's how you
1: listen to it twice. He was nah, even bro, nah. <laughs> put on 2K on my switch and like, let that be the soundtrack to the game. It was incredible. <laughs>
0: See, I, I, I definitely both agree with you guys. As I definitely both agree with you guys when you say that it's a cultural moment. It's it's something everyone wants to listen to. You know what you're expecting when you listen to Drake. It's it's candy. It's I don't want to call it like fast food or say it's cheaper than what it is because he makes good music. It it sonically sounds good. There's a lot of fun lyrics. There's a lot of fun times to have when you listen to Drake. But Drake also puts himself in a lane where he wants to be considered a top MC, and you don't have to see him as that. But it seems like he sees himself as that, and he wants to break that lane of pop and conscious hip hop. And I get that's I think that's a possible that's a noble cause. You can definitely do that. You can introduce a lot of the mainstream audience to a more conscious sound. But when you when you have lines. And this is coming from um, Dark Lane Demo Tape, when he says "But um, <laughs> he, he said, the only time, oh, hold on, look, <laughs> it's coming to me, <laughs> the only time I'm in my last place is when I'm in my last place. Jeez. I, <laughs> I was driving see to it. <laughs> I I paused. I, I <laughs> audibly gasped. You, you press the brakes? <laughs> I pressed the brakes. I got in a, a six-car collision. Because he said, the only time I'm in last place is when I'm in my last place. And he, he thought that was a good line. He thought that was good enough to put in a song. And there's, there's other corny lines on here that I felt like, okay, Drake, this isn't... Even you know these are, these are
1: fishy. Which also... We let Kanye get away with shit like that all the time. (laughs) I feel feel like, I feel like the thing is, of
0: course, Kanye has some corny ass lines. Corny. Corny ass, like, but Kanye's more charismatic about it. When Drake's, the way Drake delivers it, he's like, oh yeah, this is the shit. Y'all,
1: these (laughs) niggas gonna love this one. What is it? what are you saying? And we do no, <laughs> <laughs> no we don't. They, I do. Yo, no. that line is gonna be your next door neighbor's Instagram <laughs> caption at some point this month.
2: Yo, Alex is kind of right though. I think I think you made a point, definitely, Koku. But like, maybe for Drake to be the big, like, the best MC, I think for the general population, he might be because, to be honest, the general population they're not like super into like all these like different uh streams of hip-hop or you know rap or anything like that so they just listen like you know pop music whatever and they hear drake and they're like oh yeah pretty good
1: (laughs) 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 so i don't know like It, it, it like it goes back to the conversation we had about uh french montana versus kendrick yeah yeah which is like face value a silly uh like just a silly hip hop matchup but I think like at the heart of it was like Kendrick is you know definitely more of like your very like surgical like just deeply uh deeply conscientious like hip hop artists yeah. where like every line means something like all these different meanings are like flowing into one another and overlapping. And then you have somebody like a French Montana. I would even like most of French Montana's hits. got Just, Drake just as surgical, just as deep, just as, <laughs> got, got, most of French Montana's hits got Drake on them. Drake. It's like, Yo. it's like you have like, they are these songs to like, if you were out at the club, if you're out at somebody's party, like I'm probably not going to throw on, uh, I'm probably not going to throw on a Kendrick track as my first one, mm-hmm. but I know that I can throw Drake on and everybody is going to be vibing. Like Drake may not be their go-to, but one, you know it. And it's something that, it's something that you can rock with. Even if it's just for that three, four minutes that it's yeah. on, which I'm like, as a, uh, you know, and you can judge like top MCs in a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. I think if we're looking at it from like, just pure like hits and commercial appeal and uh, the notability that they have within the culture, I think it's hard not to have Drake at the top. Like there are a lot of those like artists of the decade conversations that happen and uh when we got to the end of the decade you know i could make a case for uh i could make a case for kendrick or i could make a case for kanye or even somebody like a tyler the creator just in terms of the, like the impact that they had and like the inspiration that they were to other artists but i remember elizabeth was like yo i think it might be drake and oh. i was like I thought you were still yes. talking about French. I thought you t- no, <laughs> says, no, 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 no. i was about to say like Oh, we gotta end this podcast right now. I was gonna say, I, no.
2: Yeah, I think my wife is calling me. I gotta
1: go. <laughs> no, 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 Drake. Oh. Uh, but she was like, I think Drake is might be the artist of the decade. And looking at it, I was like, it's not a bad take at all. It's not. Like, as much as I want to be like, damn, everybody knows Drake, like, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, I mean, that's a factor to every, consider. like, every year after year, Drake was in the conversation. Yeah. And has grown to the point where, like, I think culture has shifted. And, like, people, who knows how much longer, like, Drake will be able to keep up, like, the cultural uh notability that he has but like if we look at this this past decade like it's hard not to uh it's hard not to look at the impact drake's had and be like eh, i don't know if you're i don't like it's hard for me not to say he's not the top mc that we have right now
0: okay i i i definitely i definitely feel that he definitely has a he can definitely stand his ground in that conversation, um, but I also do think he's he's lacking the ability to have like true complexity. I don't I don't mean like he has to be like just a lyrical rapper. I just mean change in general. Because yeah, we can scrap um, the comparisons to like Kendrick, J Cole, Big Sean, Wale, those other people. If even even if we talk about these newer age artists like Playboy Cardi and Lil Uzi Vert, and we can talk about like JID to like fit into that more um, mm-hmm. to round out that circle. You can hear the change from Lil Uzi from twenty fourteen to now. You can hear that you could definitely see the change in Playboy Cardi from like twenty fifteen to now. Um, JID, JID is JID is pretty pretty new on the scene, but you could definitely see like things changing and how he can transform through different tracks. Drake, there's there's no that's like I think one of my main gripes. There's no there hasn't been any significant change that that, that sounds believable. That's not just like a, a fake accent he's putting on or something <laughs> like that. There hasn't been like actual change that's that I can see in his in his
1: some music. Let me let me ask y'all this though. If he were to change, like and I'm not even going to say that like he hasn't changed, nor do I think like you're saying this. Mm-hmm. I think like the the different, Drake is a, you can call him an appropriator. You can also mm-hmm. call him just a student of global music mm-hmm. and like bringing in different sounds and influences and allowing that to, uh, allowing that to morph mm-hmm. like, The kind of music that he makes and the different flows and like ways that he uh you know the ways that he'll evolve his voice to be able to fit on a certain track Mm -hmm. um so i think there is like i think there is change in terms of like the storyline and like different you know some of the different like uh the different topics or whatever that he focuses on in his music like that's not shifting too much Because I feel like Drake has always been like, yo, I'm going to rap about my life or at least the idea of my life that you all have uh, in your minds. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, that's not necessarily going to shift. I also wonder, like, let's say Drake goes and makes some like, I don't know, drastic shift in his sound or whatever. Like, are we still talking about him now? Like, let's say after Thank Me Later, he's like, you know what? I'm going to, like, turn things all around and, like, do something crazy uh, with my music. Like, are we still having the conversation about Drake now? I,
0: I think it's possible because, um, for an example, Childish Gambino kind of did that. Um, in 2012, he released Royalty. And before then, he had a Camp, which was, like, a very kind of... It was an album for nerds, essentially. And that's yeah. why I loved it. But yeah, for sure. in that 2012 change, like he kind of decided to make more of like a punchline type rapper. Before then, he was kind of more of like a, just a witty uh, a bar. I don't want to say lyricist because it wasn't quite like that. But he kind of switched to like the, the general punchline type rapper. And it, it worked out for him. He definitely gained more acclaim after because the internet dropped. And that's the kind of style he adopted. Um, so I think Drake could Could change Could have changed And still have been Been Talked about now But I, I don't think mean a drastic change When I say I have to change I just I just Drake's been through a lot to his life Like we've seen publicly And I, I Definitely privately um, But You don't see any of those things Come out in his music If that makes yeah, sense Yeah I mean
2: I, I kind of ag- agree with you. I think we would still be talking about him because I don't think Drake's style is what has made him like an icon necessarily or like this huge um, cultural figure because he definitely, when he first came onto the scene, I feel like he had this huge support system and network of uh, creatives that were already pretty popping, and um, he kind of just used that and you know brought his own... Razzle Dazzle
1: and just made it happen. But yeah, I don't know. He had the co sign from Wayne. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and has created a. uh, I think with all these artists, like they've created a world around their music. And uh, I think like Drake even created like a kind of his own like, like if you just think about like OVO sound as like an actual just like type of music mm-hmm. that like now there are all these different artists who would fall into that, whether it be Party Next Door or Magic Jordan, Division, uh, who are making kind of this like OVO sound music that, you know, has evolved from what him and 40 have been doing. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so I guess we can just give our overall ratings on this um, project. How how do you feel this project is? Like on a scale from one to ten?
2: I I'm to say seven.
1: Yeah, I think seven. <laughs> don't do
2: it. what do you it. got what do you got koku don't do it <laughs> <laughs> be honest to yourself
0: I'm gonna give it a four man
2: uh... that's not as bad as I thought you were gonna say <laughs> it's,
0: it's, good thing is it's, it's a short project so I didn't have to suffer for too long <laughs> oh man but like I said it's, it's just a, it, it seemed like and I guess to be fair, there, there are just demo tracks like the, the it's in the name of the project. It's, they're just kind of tracks you made. He's just given out, but at the same time, it still kind of felt half of what Drake can deliver. I think that's, that's what I, how I mostly feel. I, I always expect more, but this felt like a, a letdown to like what, what i think it could be like even if the whole track was filled with like two c slides sounding kind of tracks that would have bop- <laughs> bumped it up to a six or seven for me. <laughs> but there's just some tracks on there that just felt so disappointing or just just boring to listen to or just out of place that it just didn't feel fun to listen to
2: i think it for me got got like that towards the end I was like, yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. put this down." Um there's definitely some great songs on there. I th- like for me, I try to think of like if I had never heard of Drake or it's kind of hard to imagine that, but like if you've never knew him or say like this is the first album he he had dropped ever, how would you rate it, you know? Like aside from everything that he's put uh put out before or things that people are expecting from him. Mm-hmm. I, like putting that whole persona aside I think it's like a six or seven at least for me out of ten
1: yeah I mean I compare it to like uh in my mind I think about it and I'm like if you're reading this was also a collection of random Mm -hmm. tracks and to me that album mixtape whatever you want to call it (laughs) is like a like to me, that is closer to a ten, just in terms of like the the tracks that are on it, and like I feel like every it's it's a lot of songs, but I'm like every song I hear goes,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and compared to this, which is a shorter project, um, I I feel like it's it's still a solid project, um, and. I think that the the tracks that are the tracks that are on here. Like to me, there aren't really any skips, um, and that just may be because, like, you know, just me as a Drake fan. But I'm also like, I, I think that you know, the only one that I'm probably skipping over is the track with Chris Brown. <laughs> 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 I think, like, I, yeah. but like, I've like I love. Uh, I love like when to say when in the Chicago freestyle, which those trap those tracks dropped before. Yeah, um, I think Desires is a really cool song. Uh, Time flies has grown on me a lot. I think like just as a just as a pop song, like that song is so fun and just like one that I like all day Saturday. I was just like I'm outside in the AMG, right outside see see like that song's so <laughs> fun man and then like d4l just like off the power of the the uh featured artist alone mm-hmm. is great but like Star that song is that song is hype uh and you know pain 1993 with playboy cardi losses from florida with love like demons and war you get into more of that like drill music sound but like it's uh to me it it, it is very uh it's indicative of where drake is currently just in terms of like how he's how he's thinking about music and approaching it and the different uh the different influences that he has um but it's just like to me it's a fun listen and which is uh you know i may be amateur in like approaching music that way but i'm like man this is one that like i can throw on in the car and mm-hmm. just just vibe out to and like sing along with and uh you know and i will most likely use a number of the lyrics from this song for future instagram that's the
0: number that's the number number one thing
1: alex looks for (laughs) you got
0: that (laughs) fair enough fair enough i I feel like we could go on for for a couple hours talking about this talking about i was hoping
2: I was hoping you had a list of all those uh, uh corny lines Oh uh, uh, your- no, nah,
0: there's uh, that's another one where he's like um <laughs> he said uh wrote this of a cartier pen, do I sound different? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. You wrote it with a pen, do you sound different? <laughs> no. If he said I recorded this on a cartier mic, do I sound different? That might have been like a little better. But he's a wrote this of a cartier pen, do I s-? No. You don't. <laughs> One line I did like when he was like, "Um, um, I'm flipping the f out like Fendi." I thought that was oh, clever, yeah. that was a clever. That
2: was clever. I, man. I think that was on the first tired. track. Super Dude, I, f- I feel like the line between clever and corny. That's like, you, it's hard. You know, because you hard. might fall into it.
0: It's the confidence because you could hear it when he says, "I I I, I wrote this for <laughs> Cartier pen. Do I sound <laughs> different? No, you know it's corny." But when he says I'm flipping the F out like Fendi, I'm like, oh, okay, Drake. You're feeling yourself.
1: <laughs> Yo, deadline cert- was fire. Certified lover man trapping out the motherland always move right. So my watch is on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I, I think this should that'll be a fun thing to do next time.
0: Like find corny lyrics of rappers. Um, that, that,
1: you
2: guys should do that. Yeah. That, I
0: feel like that'd be dope cuz like you said Kanye has a lot of them. but like oh, he says man. what what he say? he said um I'm like the fly Malcolm X by any jeans necessary necessary <laughs> which is that walks that line it walks that line but like you know you know he thinks that's a dope
1: line so he, he delivered it so confident he like okay yeah. like it's there were some there were there were lines all over life of Pablo that I was oh. like <laughs> Yikes! That's not smart, talk- man. <laughs> oh, the album, bro. Come
2: on, man. Oh shit! Okay. You, you guys should do a um, corniest rapper. Uh, who's a corniest rapper? Our,
0: I already know who I'm the corniest rapper is. Stop,
1: <laughs> Big Sean. Who you got? Big Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's facts. That's facts.
0: Big Sean is a cor- but he he's wearing he's wearing the corniest better. He's wearing it way better now. He's wearing it way better. <laughs> oh man. I think
1: is this a good spot to end? Yeah, episode two, yo. Episode two. Um, thank
0: you so much, Daniel.
1: It was yeah, great having real. you. First guest.
0: Yeah. How does Dude. it feel? How does it feel going through this episode? Do
1: you yeah, feel like- a lot of fun.
2: A lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. Um, um
1: anytime, bro.
2: Yeah, for real. Daniel Higuera. Instagram is d h i g s. He went, wait, one. Wait,
1: wait. didn't even tell you to plug yourself yet. <laughs> plug it, bro. But, go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. This man man says, is what he He jumped right into it.
2: Yo, I listened to the other one. That's what you guys did, right? Okay, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Plug yourself. Go ahead.
2: You gotta listen, though. Damn. Okay, I'm not gonna do it then.
0: No, plug it in. I'm just saying. We usually like we, we lead into it, like. Like, boom, boom, boom. I thought that's what i are going to do. But you said, hey, well, yeah, day, follow yeah, me. He, and screw everything. <laughs> like, oh, you
2: were just giving me the, the spotlight so I had to shine. Okay, what go do you ahead. want from me, bro? Like, go, no, go, bro. Go, go, my bad. That's my bad. The go whole ahead. thing again? What? Go, the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. You can ask me.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Just, just plug yourself. Just plug yourself.
2: <laughs> Yo, yeah. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. Um.
0: Fuck <laughs> yourself, man. I can't
2: bro. I'm dead. I'm done.
0: Plug yourself. Follow um Daniel, Daniel Higara at D Higgs One on Instagram. Great, Great photographer. photographer. So sick. So sick. One of the one of the one of the best artistic minds I've <laughs> Stop got to encounter. Bro. Hella creative. Hella Thank creative.
2: You. Thank you guys for having me on. Always, always a blast, the three of us. For real.
1: For sure. Right. Facts. Gotta do it more. And uh yeah, Alex and Koku. We're gonna continue to crank episodes out. Uh and definitely, definitely look at our socials for those. Uh, Alex Lewis, I'm at Lewis Alex10 on Instagram. And I'm Koku Aswan. You can find me at Kenny Samoa,
0: K-E-N-I, and Samoa Like the Cookie.